No problem. All right, there we go. up youtube box and family i'm here back again it's k right here i'm back with another good special guest with the one and only legendary boxing coach nelson rodriguez coach please explain to the audience who you are and you know how do you get into the game <laughs> well well first of all let me just say thank you uh for letting me be in your show i greatly appreciate it it's an honor being here with you and your show um well i've been doing this for over 20 years, worked with uh, the best of the best fighters out there around the world, um, and um, still working with people, you know, not only with fighters, but also with uh, professional athletes and things like that. So I've been, I'm, I'm honored being here with you. Yeah, um, as far as uh, everything that you started from the ground up, um, how did uh, the sport change you as a person? Um, what made you come into the sport and say, like, you know, this is something, you know, that I could change on for centuries and generations uh, to come for boxing? Well, the thing is that um, when, when I first started this, you know, I, I, went, to, uh, I went to school for it. Um, I really was into it. Um, and then I started working with people, with uh, professional athletes, uh, working with great coaches also. And the thing was that boxing has stood stuck in a way where um, old school ways, um, being that, you know, the sport has been evolving, things been changing, how to make weight, how to, things like that, how to make, uh, how to make your body uh, drop the weight that you need, how to recover, all that stuff. So I started uh, looking at and working with coaches that had high-end uh, high fighters. Um, well, the first ones I, I really started with that were like really old school was the Cuban fighters in Miami. Uh, great fighters, Olympians. Uh, now some of them are former and world champions and champions now. And I started working with them, uh, with these coaches of working how to start changing things around, um, of making weights, how to train, how to do certain things. Uh, as a scientific way and started started moving things around where I could see that a lot of people are doing it now. Yeah, that's very interesting that you say that because um, I think well, the biggest issue in boxing is like people don't understand like, you know, there's not really like a, a proper setup and mechanism that fighters go through with like the best trainer. And um, I uh, wanted to get your input on this, but like, you know, if you're talking to that like one kid off of you know like the street that's trying to find something that's you know inspiring them you know what's something that you see out of like a young you know hungry child that 
wants to get into something like boxing and what would be like the best motivation tool to like get somebody you know like um um like uh, get somebody you know into the sport to make them feel motivated to come back to the gym well first thing they they, they have to be dedicated that's the number one thing you have to be dedicated in order to be in the sport um you know boxing is the only sport that you don't play you get hit of course when you're starting off you start working your your footwork then your 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 drills and things like that but then when it start coming to a certain point now you really got to be dedicated for it you know because the first fight that you have is your weight because remember something you got to make your weight if you don't make the weight you don't fight and that's that's been issues for a lot of people um but you have to be dedicated and you have to be a humble person like for me for instance uh i think hard work beats talent any day um and i think that um you know when you work hard and you you dedicate it you don't have to be the most skillful fighter to become world champion and that's something that um i like to to see on in a person and to listen very very important to listen and be open-minded because if you're close-minded so anything i tell you it's not it's gonna go to one ear come out through the other one but i like a person to be open be dedicated and also you know a hard worker um what type of training um like uh, like um uh, regimens do you make your fighters go through to make them to make them feel more uh dedicated to like uh, what they do uh do you push your fighters to that mindset to to like mentally break them and try to build them back up or like you know how do you see yourself you know building fighters you know every time when you work with them well, well the, the number one thing is that you know when when I get a fighter, a uh, good quality fighter or high caliber caliber fighter, um, I'm not. We're not. You know, as, as as a coach, I'm not. And I learned this from great coaches that I've been around with. You're not trying to change the fighter. You're just trying to in, in integrate new things to him, things that has worked before. What you want to work on is sometimes, like for instance, when I have a guy coming into camp, I sit back with my other coaches, uh, sit back and look at little things and I record them and see things that we could work on, uh, things that we could fix up um, and things we could add on to it. So if a guy got a double, you know, a good double jab and right hand, let's do a double jab, right hand and left hook, and pivot out of the way. Let's add that. Uh, you know, I like to add on to things. You don't always want to be telling the fighter, no, that's wrong. No, this is not the way to do it. No, this is not. You know why? Because then they're going to be like, you know, this guy's here is just criticizing me. And um, that's something I learned from other great coaches, like I said, you know, because you have to keep learning from other coaches. Like, for instance, this coach is coming up now that calls me up all the time and how I do this, how I do that. And they could do it. You know, they'll take it and then do it in their way. But uh, very, very important is um, you just want to add on to other things. You know, sometimes they don't recognize that they got better you know they have uh sometimes you know fighters don't don't realize the power they have or sometimes they don't realize they're faster than they think and sometimes you know you just gotta show them hey listen and direct them and say, listen you're pretty quick fast you know you got fast hands or good footwork and those are the things you start working on making stronger and better yeah that's um very interesting that you bring that up because um for me, you know, when I got into boxing, uh, I actually spoke with uh, Tony Marshall, 
that uh you know runs you know the gym operations over at over at the albany boxing gym here on quail and i don't know like if you know tony but um uh, like uh, tony trained with uh, mike tyson for nine years like uh, with his team and um i think he was like a former welterweight champion if i'm not mistaken um he got screwed over like like um in a couple fights where um he should have held you know one of the major belts back then but um basically you know what he told me is kind of like like you know uh what you're saying to me now like you know everything that you do as a trainer and you know understand that the fundamentals you know everything is like a very like you know like a like um it's a very meticulous process where you know everybody's archetype like um archetype is different and skill set and i think the biggest issue is understanding fundamental because um it seems like not a lot of fighters really focus on that and that's why like you have some of these like fights where you think it's a like um like um you think it's going to be like a good style matchup but then you know just out of nowhere you know this fighter understands how to break you know the other fighter down because you know they're so fundamentally technically gifted and um i guess like my follow-up question to that is like when you look at fighters like that do you like like uh, do you focus on what to expand for out of that fighter or do you try to find something that's more um like a like a, that's more uh cost efficient f- for that fighter's um you know fighting style to keep improving to um elevate themselves to that next highest highest sound level one of the most uh important i think punches in boxing is the jab you should always start with the jab and finish with the jab um a lot of great coaches think the same way that i do and of course i got it from them and the jab opens up everything the jab you could use it either to you know of course touch the body you know touch the the range you know look for your for your range uh also deflect punches it's just not only for throwing um i like to work on the fundamentals in boxing i don't there's some fighters that come in and they extremely strong and they they hit the bag and it's like boom boom You're like man this guy got power but then when they they they're there with a guy that can move and box and just you know the fights are one with with the jab as you see one of the i think one of the best guys with a great jab uh not only one not only one person but there's a few guys i can think of like david Hay, uh or haney and also um what's his name oh shakur haney and shakur um they have great jabs that does the opening you know, touch upstairs, touch my upstairs, uh, upstairs, touch downstairs. So me personally, I like to work on the jabs, footwork, standing, you know, because everything else follows it. If you're not standing right, you're all over the place. You look sloppy, you know. Um, so I like to work on the fundamentals on the jab. And those are very good things. And then on top of that, that's where everything else follows with a great nutrition, how to make weight, how to does everything. Because even if you have a great training camp for eight weeks, but you make the, the weight the wrong way, you just threw everything out the window because within you're fighting for a championship round or a 10-round fight, let's just say, you start feeling that. If you drop the weight the wrong way, you start feeling that. And depending on what kind of fight you have, if it's a bang-bang fight, you start feeling that in the third, fourth, fifth round. You start slowing down, things are tired, your hands are dropping, and everything we worked out in the gym just goes out the window. So, 
I guess like the proper mindset that I'm trying to understand is like, you know, let's just say if I'm a person that that has great conditioning, but you know, when it comes to fundamentals, like, you know, I'm not up there yet, but if I'm able to like go the full distance and actually, you know, try to frustrate somebody in a fight to force them into deep waters, um, are, like, um, is that like, like, um, like, like, is that like a better, you know, fighter to work with that can definitely, you know, come into like a fight more in shape versus trying to have all the skill sets, you know, in front of you. But, but if they're not able to take care of what their weight cutting and to be like, you know, physically in shape to go those, you know, long distance fights, uh, does that scale like, you know, um, a lot better to, um, have like a fighter that can, you know, have like a much like a longer, um, career. Well, you know, one, one thing you can always do is that you, you, you could train a fighter to go the distance. That's not a problem. You get him in shape. Um, you work different things to, to get him in shape and different to get him there to 12 rounds, 10, 12 rounds, whatever rounds he's going to fight. Um, me personally, both has to balance out each other because what happens if you have all the skills in the world, we're working on every, we're working on, you're throwing a thousand jabs around but if you get tired you can't throw a thousand jabs around so you can't keep that fight away from you so it's not being about only just technical but it's also conditioning uh, a fighter has to do two things at once he has to move step or he has to move and throw so you got offense and defense so they're constantly going back and forth so for me conditioning is a very very big part because also if you get tired and you take a good shot, most likely you're not going to recover from that shot. But if you're in good shape and you take a shot, you're capable of finishing the fight <clears throat> or coming back and winning the fight. But me personally, I'm going to put an example. I had uh, an Olympian, badass Olympian. I started to do the ladder work with him, footwork. Lost. He depended only on his power, throwing power but what happens if you fight a person that could take your power or that boxes so that weakness that he had i try to work with him with my other coaches of working that footwork yeah that's um a very interesting how like you know how you uh, put that together because um I think what a lot of people tend to not understand in boxing is that this is a sport to be technically sound and fundamentally gifted. But I think to a lot of casuals, um, you know, misconception is that they don't look at what's, you know, happening inside of the fight. And um, I think, uh, you know, as you break it down brilliantly, that's something that a lot of people don't want to understand because that the sweet science has always been built, you know, like around that. But um, I think as far as, you know, when people don't understand how fighters fight uh, the way they do to, you know, to basically be more of like a pure boxer, rather like, you know, rather than just be like a bonafide power puncher. Um, right. uh, do you just think that, you know, that's just like, you know, foolishness for people not understanding, you know, about the sport more or them just not understanding how styles work? Well, the, the thing is that it starts from the beginning of boxing. That's why it's very important. When you start boxing, you start learning your fundamentals first. Um, sometimes, and don't get me wrong, I have bumped into 
to guys and kids that um when 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 they start off because they got good power and I put them to spar maybe once or twice and they they hurt the person they think that hey I'm gonna rely just on my power no that doesn't work that way it works it, you know boxing is hard work dedication it's just like UFC too UFC man these guys gotta learn jujitsu they gotta learn you know wrestling they gotta learn striking they gotta do three or four different things at one time um. And you have to be dedicated that, you know, I have a saying uh, in my gym, you know, you, you train like a champion from the beginning. I have an amateur. Uh, I have a few amateur kids, but I train them like if they're fighting for the world title or they're fighting for a title because you got to start them from now to get used to how to do things. Now, if you teach them how to do, if you start boxing and start working with kids and you start cutting corners and doing things and doing that. So what happens? They pick up that bad habit and when they go to another gym. Um, and you have a good coach that it, that follows the fundamentals and exactly what to do and how to do things. Sometimes a, a person might feel bad and be like, you know, son, this coach never showed me anything. He just let me hit the bag and hit the bag 50,000 times. And I he felt strong. Oh, yeah, great job. No, it's not like that. Slowly but surely you get the person there. Um, but boxing is, 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 is the fundamentals are very, very important. Yeah. Um. I think the biggest issue is that people just expect fighters to just go in there and just knock each other out. So um, that's why that I kind of brought that question up about, you know, people being misconcepted about how fighters fight and how coaches actually think in there, because it's like, you know, like it's more than just going in there and just balling, you know, like your fists up to just try to hit right. somebody like, you know, it's, you know, it's a very high speed chess level, you know, ring of fire type of sport, you know, like and something yeah, and, like you, yeah. and you, you got to understand something too, you know, power, you're born with it. That's one thing you're born. Either you have the power, you don't have the power tank. For instance, tank has power. Nobody showed him that he has power. When he lands something is night, night. It's, it's, it's power. Yeah, you know, people, like, are, people are born with that. And then you got some people that it sounds like they hit hard, but they don't hit hard. But they could they have great boxing skills. So when you mix that in together, you know, that's where you could have see what you have. But you know, you got fighters that have great power and you're born with that. It's not a coach teaching you. He just then you have that power. Then they start tweaking here, turn the foot this way, turn your shoulder that way, turn your hips this way, and you create a little bit more leverage to that power. The power is born with it. You know what I'm saying? I have guys that are, you know, like for instance, I think that. What you were saying about fighters, you know, for people expecting knockouts, it depends what fighter you're watching. You know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're fighting, if, if, if you're looking at a Haney, Haney, you know, great boxing skills. He moves, he boxes, you know what I'm saying? He has a high IQ, just like um, in boxing, like, like Shakur. And then if you see Tank, now Tank got good boxing skills. Don't get me wrong. He definitely got great uh, uh, boxing IQ also. But he got power. Now I'm not saying the other two don't got power, but you would expect a knockout from Tank, then from the other two. Um, but now when you expect power constantly all the time, you're looking at the heavier weight classes. The lighter weight classes um, throw fifty thousand punches per round. The heavier weight class takes one punch and it's night night. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as just understanding, like you know, but the you know, the, the core fundamentals of the sport, do you, do you focus more on the defensive aspects or 
do you do you just find like a good skill that a fighter is good with, and then like you know, uh, like um, you just compound um off of it, right? That that's absolutely what I do. Um um, you know, first week you're working with depending, everybody's different. Uh, you know, you cannot. You can't have this guy fight the same way this other guy fights, and you can't have this guy fight the way this other guy fights. Everybody's different. You got to look at how this guy fights or how this guy is better. There's some people that have great footwork, great footwork. And then you have a guy that's been an athlete, but his footwork, it's not there. So basically, I let him, I see, and I go from there, and then I start integrating things. But footwork for me is a very important thing. Those footwork is what gets you out of trouble and puts you in position to land a good shot. Um, what's the most common thing that you see out of a fighter that makes up the most, you know, mistakes in training camp? And if, and um, if um, any of uh, what you see that's wrong out of a fighter, do you like like uh, do you coach them on how to like be? Um, I should say, be more responsible in a fighting situation, so therefore they don't put themselves in danger of getting harmed in a fight. I think, I think, um, I think I, I, I could speak for a lot of coaches is where that um, there's some fighters. Well, it's a lot of fighters that like to drop their hands. Um, yeah. A lot of fighters, especially the young fighters, want to do the Mayweather style. Mayweather's only one. Um, there's a lot of gifted fighters out there, like gifted fighters, but cannot do the same train, the same fighting, uh, the same fight. Uh, how can I say? Doesn't have the fighting skills as as Mayweather. Mayweather has that that you know, tuck his chin in, shoulder roll, comes right back. So I have problems with people just trying to imitate that and dropping their hands. Um, I. I'm very strict with that. Pick up, your, you know, uh, on 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 TV. If I'm on TV or anywhere, I'm working a corner. Uh, you hear me pick up the phone, pick up the phone. So when they hear pick up the phone, they they know they got to pick up the hand. So it's pick up the phone. So some fighters after the fifth, sixth round, they get comfortable. They start dropping the hands because they start moving around. But that's when you got to be careful because the shot could come in. Um. So me, you hear me constantly. Um. Hear me in the background say, pick up the phone. And um, it, it means the fighter already knows it's just pick up your hands back on because sometimes they throw a good combination, they pull out and their hands down. And that's where you could get punched. And, you know, coming into, you know, when, you, when you're attacking and you're attacking with your hands down, you could catch a, a shot and knock you out. And then coming back out, you could give a couple of, uh, you know, you could give a good combination, four or five punch combination, pull back out and they catch you with a shot too. So keeping your hands up and, and, and your jab, your, your hands up, it's my major pet piece, I think. Uh, of a fighter, um, there's some guys that that could keep it down to their waist and pop it and pop it quick. But you gotta also know the distance. You know, saying Mayweather, he keeps his hand down, but he knows he, he knows his distance with the other fighter. You know, so for me, I'm gonna say keeping your hands up, the jab, and keeping your hands up. Yeah, that's definitely important, and um, I've always kind of thought of it like that ever since I was younger, uh, looking at fights, but. Uh, definitely, definitely. I think that should always be about the universal, you know, mechanism to like be successful defensively. Because um, what I really get, you know, upset about in certain fighters, like, you know, I'll use like Tiafimo Lopez. You know, he's a great example. Like, he tries to act like he can't get hit with a big mm -hmm. shot, but it's like uh, the minute he gets clipped with something heavy, it's like 
you know, his body language easily shows that, you know, he didn't take it well. So I think, um, you know, the problem with a lot of the young fighters that are not defensively um, responsible, uh, you know, they end up thinking that they could take somebody's best shot until, you know, they actually find out and get, you know, badly hurt in that situation. Right. I, I, I think, I think, um, you know, in training camp, I, you know, I, I don't like fighters that are cocky. I, I really don't like that. I've been around a lot of world champions and great, uh, uh fighters. Um, you don't have to be one of the greatest champions to be a great fighter. Um, but that cockiness, I understand you got the cockiness because you, that's your, that's your, okay, nobody's going to beat me. And that's a great attitude now. Don't get me wrong now. But then it comes to a point where you have to also stay humble. I, I cannot stand a fighter that is, that, you know, you want a big fight, you celebrate, okay, cool, but good sportsmanship goes a long ways and being humble. That's what I always try to um, tell my fighters. And I thank God that my fighters are humble guys. Um, I try to maintain like that always. Um, you know, because you never know, you know, boxing, one day you're up here and you're in the top of the world and that's fine. But then one day you'll be down here again. Remember, boxing is something that goes around. Sometimes you have a whole bunch of fighters that are the best fighters. You have the best talent in a, in, 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 or let's just say me, I might have the best talent in Orlando, the biggest names, but you know something, you got to stay humble because remember fighters come and go fighters win and lose fighters just like i said come and go but they they come they make you oh, everybody okay everybody happy with you then when they leave when you be cocky and you think you know excuse my language shit don't stink then when these fighters leave to another with another coach or anything you look like the the asshole you know excuse my language once again so for me staying humble it's a major thing because boxing, one minute you're here, and the other coach, and, and, and it all depends is how many times you get back up here. That's being a great coach. You know, yeah. um, you know Freddie Roach, for instance, uh, a great coach, good friend. Uh, Garcia, also. These guys, you know, you have Manny Pacquiao, you have all these great fighters, and you're top of the world. You know what I'm saying? When you have fighters like this, you know what I'm saying? When you don't have fighters like this, you know, you, you, you start from the bottom again and start you that's when you prove that you're a good coach. When you could graph other guys, because there's some guys that are gifted. Manny Pacquiao was just there won't be another Manny Pacquiao. There will not be another Mayweather. These are guys that are special. And whoever trains them, it doesn't matter. It could have been an amateur coach. These guys gonna make their team shine because they, they're they're just a special breed. But now the thing is grabbing a fighter, and this is what I like. I like to get fighters that are underdogs and let's do an upset. I love that. That for yeah. me is a plus for me. We did it with Claudio Morero, former world champion. I was I was working with him uh, and Herman Casado, uh, former yeah. world champion. And then um, he lost against Jesus Rojas. He got knocked out super bad. Um, we fought in PBC, got knocked out real bad. Okay, no problem. He came back. We came back. We started. I wasn't working with him that fight. Um, he came back. We came, He came up here to Orlando to work with me. And I said, let's prove a point. I love proving points. I think 
actions are louder than better than words. Um, and we came, we fought a guy named um, what's his name? Jesus Christ! We fought a guy that was twenty four wins with twenty two knockouts. Um, bad, 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 it was a bad uh, up and coming star from with PBC also. First oh, round, Martinez. Which one? No, not Martinez. It was with, against oh. a Mexican Mexican fighter. It was right after the Jesus Rojas fight. Um, he got shot actually six times. I don't know. I heard he survived, but never got to fight again. Um, I forgot his name, but um, yeah, anyway, right now. yeah. Um, it was before the Martinez fight. Uh, no. Kid Galahad, right? Kid Galahad. No, no, that was before that. He won the fight. We knocked the guy, the oh, guy out. Eduardo? Eduardo Ramirez. Eduardo. No, 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 no. It was before that. Before that. Oh, Jorge Lara. Jorge Lara. Lara. Yes, yes, Jorge Lara. Yeah. Had a phenomenal record, knockout. He fought actually Jesus Rojas, and they fought. He beat Jesus, if I'm not mistaken, or they got a draw. It was, it was. The guy was up and it was a monster, knocking everyone like Pitbull right now. You know, Isaac, uh, that that new uh, fighter, Mexican kid, Isaac. Yeah, uh, Isaac Right. We fought that guy. We were like, look, there's levels to this. So where I worked with Claudio was, let's 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 work on sitting down the punch. He's super fast, southpaw, and in th I think it was in 20, 30 seconds, we knocked out the guy. The guy couldn't get back up. Very simple. It was just simple, just staying in the pocket and sitting down the punch, then jumping around. And and those are the things that I like. I like you know working with guys that are. Have a couple of losses because when they come back, that's when you show what kind of coach are you. You don't have to be, you know, uh, one of the highest known coaches to be a great coach. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knew who was Canelo's coach until Canelo started fighting. Oh, he's a great coach. A lot of people went to work with him. But unfortunately, you know, Canelo is Canelo and that's why they stay with him. But again, you don't have to be the greatest coach or known coach in the world, but just for your fighter to go out there and kick some butt when he's the underdog, that's what proves more than anything else. Yeah, that's very interesting that you say that because um, I think the biggest issue that a lot of people have in boxing is when a fighter loses and they act religiously sinful to act as if, oh, if you lose and therefore that means you're garbage, you know, you're not that good anymore. And I find that to be disrespectful because it's like, you know, um, I used to wrestle back in high school and I was taught by my coaches that when you lose, you actually get better, you know, if you right. learn from the losses. And, you know, my coach, like, you know, had um, had always told me, always be desirable when you lose because, you know, you never know what hidden pieces of what you've lost in that match that you could take from and then right. evolving because it's like, like uh, to me, at least, you know, I don't think uh, like, you know, I don't think a person's better than me if they beat me once in a match. Right, like, right. Like, like well, to me, like, you know, I believe I can beat that person, you know, again or, you know, potentially in a rematch or, or however many times we fight each other, you know, if I put my mind to it, because it's like. I, um, I think what people tend to fail to realize is like just because someone outbests you in a fight doesn't mean that you know like you know they're always going to beat you like you know there's you know levels to the understanding right. of 
how you see the matchup going. So, you know, there's a reason why people can't get through that type of thinking because, you know, they have to go beyond, you know, their own, you know, potential um, limits. Right. And and, and and when you lose, you it depends. When you take a loss, like, for, for instance, when Canelo lost to Mayweather, Canelo came back a different beast. Sometimes losing makes you think, like, you're taking advantage of other situations. And I'm going to tell you a perfect example. Uh, Gamboza, his old coach is a friend of mine, uh, uh, Javier. Um, huh? Um, Yuri Opus, Gamboa's trainer? No, 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 Gamboza. Camboso, the one that just fought Haney. Oh, 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 Cambosos. Yeah, 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 George. So, yeah. so, so, um, he lost against Haney, right? Now, the guy that has put, put him in that, in that spot and worked with him is a good friend of mine, Javier. And he fired him because he lost. He fired him and he fired his manager, really? you know? Wow, he fired but, Javier Santana? That's why Javier Santana was not in the corner with Gamboza for this fight. Wow, that's crazy. Yo, like that's just so stupid, man. And and I didn't know nothing about that because Javier, you know, Javier doesn't you know, he doesn't say anything whatsoever. But I didn't see him in the corner, and that's when they said, Hey, listen, you know, he fired his coach, he fired his his manager when he got this lost. Why? Why? You know, so, so, you know. remember, the person that goes up there is the fighter. Now, you could have the perfect game plan, but maybe it's not your night. It has happened to me. It's not your night. So why fire people when they got you to, to your biggest purse and you look phenomenal? You got his biggest purse. You got a $2.2 million or something like that. You're going to go and fire because now you're, you're going to get a rematch. So you don't want to. That's That That wasn't yeah, cool. You got $20 million for nothing. <laughs> Yeah, you know he he yeah he he that that was that wasn't cool, and, and I think he looked worse than the last fight. Last fight, you know he he tried. He kept kept on coming forward. They were telling him in the corner exactly what to do, you know. And 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 but this fight here, I think Haney beat him uh, easier. And um, like I said, man, you know that that's not cool. You know sometimes fighters lose. And they blame it on the coach because it, it goes both ways. Listen, this is something very important that I was in another podcast talking about. And 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 boxing gives you depression and it gives you anxiety. And people like me, I, I, I suffer from anxiety. And the anxiety is hard because, you know, the, the social media doesn't have no filter. When you're winning, you're the shit. Oh, my God, you're the best. And best coach and the best everything and the best fighter cool you're in a world-class fight with a world-class fighter you lose because either someone got to win someone got to lose but somebody loses oh shit forget about it the coach ain't no good the fighters no good no man it doesn't go like that in a fight in a good fight you have someone that wins and somebody that loses so you stick through the thick and thin with either with your coach or your fighter sometimes you got to do changes that is the truth and that's understandable but if they steal a fight a, a, a you know a judges you know they they i see some guys win a fight and the judges i don't know what fight they're watching and they give it to the other guy 
they start looking at the fighter quick and they start looking at so going back to the anxiety danny garcia last when he fought last he was fighting those demons and let me tell you something i've been there you know when you are with good name fighters and world-class fighters you have a lot of things there's a lot of things behind the scene uh making sure he makes way making sure that he's being recovered making sure making sure that everything on schedule making sure that he's feeling good that you have the, the sparring the, the right sparring session for him to get right game plan that everybody's in the right game plan it, it comes to, it's a lot of things behind the scenes you know um you know and also you know we have our own personal life with our wives and kids and family that sometimes things happen with the fighter with their family all the coaches things like that and you know when you're laying in bed you know in bed by yourself that you're not around no one you you're remembering these stupid little memes that they put up or or, or or something that somebody said or whatever the case might be is and believe it or not we're human we get affected with that and fighters go through that a lot it doesn't even have to be boxes but also as athletes um you know they 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 go through that it's hard it's it's hard to 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 you know to hear the the, the bad things about other people and then you got to suck it in and just keep moving forward some people you could do that but when you come to a certain point that you have reporters now questioning you and questioning whatever you it's hard man it's really hard and i understand garcia when he did say that he you know the depression and anxiety could kill a, a person and it's true it definitely can happen yeah that's a very deep uh you know statement that you made there because um i've uh talked to some other fighters or some other people that are related to fighters where you know you know they basically told me what you told me now like they went through like the darkest moments and you know, there's a reason why certain fighters, you know, they could have shined, but the issue was is that their mental, you know, fortitude was absolutely broken and yeah. they just can't keep it going. But it's like, I guess that the real question is, is like, you know, when other big time athletes talk about mental health and, you know, like, like you know, like, you know, taking care of it, like, um, it seems like people don't really want to be vocal, you know, about it enough to actually seek professional help because I think what the issue is, is like people have this like weird ego to think mental health can't affect people outside of what the sports that they compete in. But I, but, you know, I would say specifically for boxing, it actually does because it's like, like, you know, you are being mentally challenged every single day and like, like, like uh, whatever you say and do, you know that affects like your health like you know as a person you know it's absolutely and and one thing is that you know um when 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 you're getting these um these people talking whatever okay you you have you know you, you that gets stuck in your head sometimes you're upset uh sometimes you know and as and i'm in a in a, in a, in a position as a head coach where you know i gotta keep my my you don't hear Freddie or Garcia or, or any of these guys that I that have been in the game for such a long time. You you can't you got to keep your mouth quiet because if you say something, the media will turn everything around and just like if I say yes and they, the media say well he said yeah that he didn't he was 
he would, the other guy, you know what I'm saying? They'll change things around. So it's best sometimes to stay quiet, but that stays inside of you. And you got to come home to your family. And, and, you know, that's been all day ticking in your head. And, um, and you take that to your house sometimes. And, you know, thing, it affects. And these, these are things that people, you know, don't understand. You know, that fighters not only are fighters, but also, and coaches, but, you know, they're humans and they go through things, emotional. So, it, it, like I said, it, it comes down to a point where um, you have to be a hard worker and a, a very intelligent person to don't fall into that and have good people in your surroundings. Because remember, when you're winning, you got everybody around you, 50,000 people. Yeah. But when you lose, all of these 50,000 people, <laughs> yep, those are the first ones that say, ah, I saw him hanging out last week at McDonald's. Or, ah, I saw a picture with him the other day in a picnic. That's what, so just because he put up a picture and he was in a picnic or in a birthday, people say he lost because of that. He lost because he was hanging out. So that's why you got to be careful now of what you put up on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter, whatever the case may be. Because people will take that and run with it and make you look bad. So, you know, th those are things that, that, that is part of boxing. And in order for you to become a world champion, those are things that you, you have to battle. Not only you have one of the best fighters in the world in front of you that you're about to face and and, and the people watching, but you also got to bring to effect that right behind the scenes, this guy's getting ready. This guy this, this guy that. Um, you know, everybody expects a knockout. Everybody expects something. And people are human. Some of, you know, you know. We are humans, man, you know, like everybody else. And and we just want to go out there as coaches. We want to get the fighters ready to give the best performance for the fans. Remember, it doesn't matter if a guy has an uh, 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 he's 0 and 24, let's just say, has an upside down record. But he has the heart to go up to the ring to give the fans what they want to see. Even if it's about him knocking out for the fans to go crazy, he's up there to give the fans a, 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 what he wants to, you know, what the fans want when they came, when came to see. And sometimes it depends on somebody's life. You know, Pritchard Cologne is a very, you know, his family is very good friends of mine. And um, it's a person that I see once in a while, you know, I'm, um, I'm very good, very uh, close with the family. And just to show you, one minute, you're fine. One minute. You know, as I look at it as a fighter, we'll go up there, healthy. You know, he's putting his life on the line for, for a show. So it's, you know, it's just a fighter, you know, and, and taking shots and taking blows. So those are things I have to say, you know. Yeah, that's uh, very deep. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, like I got some uh, questions here from what uh, the chat. Uh, uh, um, Larry Listen has um, does uh, does a lot of Flores train under you? Uh, um, I watched that fight. Uh, was very impressed with Flores, although he stayed a bit too much on the ropes. He he uh, worked his opponent in the end. And also, what do you think about uh, Jose Pedraza fighting Tiafima Lopez? I thought Pedraza was robbed um, against Comey, in my opinion. Um, okay, so EJ, EJ is a kid that we know for many years. He's from my hometown, the Bronx, Volkswagen Vargas. Uh, Bronx, New York. <laughs> Bronx, New York. So, uh, EJ, just uh, and 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 this is the question for Larry, I believe it was the gentleman's name. 
EJ was getting ready to fight another guy that was two and one. EJ's only three and oh. Okay, just turned 18 years old. So he's a kid. I, I consider him a kid. <laughs> his father, I'm not his head coach, but I am there because I'm the most experienced coach, you know, than his father, but his father is the head coach. I'm, I do whatever his father wants me to do. His father's been doing a magnificent job with him because he trains him in California. I'm just here to give a, a helping hand like the other day I did. I've been in his fights since day one. But his father's the head coach, and his father's doing a great job. So I want to make that clear that his father is the head coach and the one training him. Um, EJ was supposed to fight a guy that I think was 2-1, and one, right? A yeah. good guy to fight. He's only 3-0. and oh. uh, His fight fell through. Something about the medicals for another guy. He's not going to fight. He had a seven-week training camp up, up north in Cali, uh, on the west coast in Cali. That's where he stays at. Uh, he spars with the Vargas brothers. He spars with uh, Rodriguez from Freddy Roach's gym. This kid is not afraid to, to mix it up. Fine. So there was another fight at a 152. EJ's fight was a 143. So he weighed in. I'm sorry, 140. I think it was 144. He weighed in at 143 point something. There was another fight at 152 that there was supposed to be a guy fighting also. I was undefeated kid with uh, another fighter, which is the one that EJ fought. Now the guy that EJ fought is six and one with five knockouts. It has a it, it, the people he fought are decent. And um, the biggest thing is with this was you're talking about eight nine diff, uh, pounds difference. So EJ drank uh, two Gatorades real quick, got back on the scale. Um, we didn't want him to take the fight. But he, you know, he told his manager, me and his father, listen, I'm here to prove a point. I'm here not to sugarcoat anything. I say I'm ready and I'm ready. Man, when his father, his coach, his his manager and his promoters were like, this is, this is, what do we do? But he existed that he wanted to fight. We looked at the other side, you know, you're talking about eight, nine pounds difference. This is a 33-year-old man with a with a grown man's strength. This is a kid that is 17, just turned 18, you know, and two different weight classes. Yeah. Drank the Gatorade. There's a couple, you know, there was about six pound difference. Of course, we all thinking the next following day, the other guy at 152 is gonna be a bigger and stronger man. Yeah, exactly. Like middle yeah. Yeah. So we was like, <laughs> we're ready to rock and roll. So EJ. I got him ready, prepared. His father mentally got him ready. Um, we're behind him. And, um, man, he, you know, of course, he stood in the ropes like, you know, Larry was saying. And we we definitely telling him that. But th the difference was that the guy was stronger. The guy had man strength. And EJ never fought past four rounds. He was, he's only 3-0. and oh. The guy has been over six-round fights. So EJ not only went up in weight to fight up this guy, but left four rounds out and went to six rounds. He was training for a four-round fight with a guy 2-0. He was not getting ready to fight a guy that's 6-1 with five knockouts going to a six-round fight at his pro at his, at his four pro debut, you know, four uh, pro fight. So, you know, did the guy was he in the ropes? Yes, a little bit too long. Yes. But he felt the man strength in the fourth round, going to the fifth round. I'm working in his face. His father's on the side. 
And he's like, I could see that this guy's actually physically, because the guy looked like a different weight class than EJ, was pushing him back. And he was like, man, but in any moment whatsoever, the EJ had his, in his mind that he's going to quit. We'll talk to him. I told him he has to dig deeper than he's ever digging his life. He worked on, you know, he's, he sparred hard. So we had him pumped up in the corner. He came out. He did it what he had to do. He took, as um, people, uh, Larry saw, he took some good shots and kept on coming back. And usually this is when you test some guys, their heart, if they made for this. EJ could have say, you know something, I'm done. No. And that, and no, that never crossed his mind. He was ready to go, ready to rock and roll at all times. And we won the fight. The fight was very, very close. And um, it could have gone either way. Thank God that it came our way. EJ proved that he's not afraid. He's about this life. He's a dedicated young man that has a bright future ahead of him. You know? So that's that. And the second question was that this uh, gentleman said, what was it? I'm sorry. Oh, Jose Pedraza being scheduled to fight Tiafima Lopez. Um, what's your thoughts on that? I think uh, Pedraza, the last fight with, with, with um, his um, last fight, yeah, call um, me. I, yeah, call me. Uh, you know, I think I think uh, you know these are people that I that 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 are good people with me. Um, you know, and um, I I think Pedras is coming to where is a point where maybe you know slowing down just a little bit. Um. Last fight, I think uh, the fight was didn't go his way. Um, with Tofimo, I was surprised. You know, uh, um, the sniper is not gonna back down from no fighter. He was former world champion. If he beats Tofimo, he's back on the in the mix. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, and this is the only way that he could prove himself from the last performance that he had. You know what I'm saying? So that being said. Oh, man, Tofimo being young, the way he looked in his last fight after he started warming up, you know, I think Pedrosa is going to have a, a, a hard time trying to find him. Now, difference is, I think between Tofimo and Pedrosa is that Pedrosa could crack. If Pedrosa catches him with one good shot, you know, um, you know, uh, Gamboza, it's Tofimo with a good shot. And Gamboza is a small 130. You know, yeah, he's a, yeah. <laughs> so, a small 130 caught him and he dropped him. And but Pedraza is a big, big boy, 135. He's big, long, lanky, and he does got power. So I lean to tell Fimo for that fight. But if Pedraza could catch one, you know, catch him a good one in his chin, it could, it could, it could hurt him. You know, he's been in the big, in, in, in the big stages, you know, with, with, with Tank and all of them. So. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Pedraza just simply because he's a natural 140 guy. And yeah. I don't, I don't see Tio really scaling high at those higher weight classes. I think I think this is like the like you know the um uh, the um 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 end of what the road from, but right. that's yet to be determined. But I think a Pedraza if he lands like a good cracking shot against Tio Fimo. Uh, uh, Team Fimo's definitely gonna be in trouble. Uh, like uh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think Telfimo and you know, Pajasha uses has very good boxing skills. You know, good jab. You know, um, 
you know, he, he's still a strong fighter. You know, those that, that last fight between him and the other guy, last fight, they, they yeah, you know, that was, yeah, it, it was either if you lose, you're out. You lose, you're out. You know, two, these guys are world champions. So, you know, this this is going to be a tough one. 140, Pedraza. Uh, Pedraza, guy, I think, got, he got more cracks. So I'm thinking Pedraza lands one. But I think Tofimo, he's working with a good friend of mine named Jorge Rubio. That is, uh, you know, is a good uh, old school Cuban uh, uh, coach from Cuba. Um, oh, and wow. he's so... Tofimo, Tofimo, when he was working defense, they brought him in the camp to, to work on defense. And you saw towards the end of the fight, Tofimo started moving around and doing this and this and that. He was he was doing that because he was getting he was being taught by the other, you know, from this other coach. His father is still the head coach, but they brought this other coach just to put a new flavor on his training camp. And um, you definitely saw that there. Um, that trainer's name is Jorge Rubio from Miami. And um, he 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 looked good. The guy couldn't you know couldn't catch him. He kept on moving, moving side to side, and it was like he looked pretty good on that. One forty. Let's see what happens. Because remember, he was struggling making one thirty five. So maybe one forty. Hopefully, he has more pop, and hopefully, he looks more energetic. But then Pedrosa is the natural one forty. Yeah, that's why that I'm leaning towards Pedraza because I just don't see Tiafimo doing the same thing. What he thought he could do at 135 translated wow. to 140 because it's like like you said you know this is a whole different weight class and you know the rehydration is going to be a lot more different so and i wow. mean to me at least you know you know when i saw him fight campa like he wasn't hurting campa that much and no um no. he had to throw like 20 plus punches just to actually you know back him up and you know right. i just don't i don't see that like against like a guy like you know, Regis Progre, Jose, Jose Zapata, like, Oof. any top Zepeda, 10. Zapata yeah. got a good fight. Zapata got a good fight with Regis now. That, that yeah. I think that's a great fight. <laughs> I, I think, think, I think gonna... You think Regis is going to knock him out? Yeah, I think I think Regis is going to knock him out. <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you something. Regis, I got to meet Regis a couple of times. Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, he's not a friend or anything like that. I just got to meet him, see him drink. Yeah, he's mad cool, he's, he's He is he is very relentless when it comes down to boxing. Relentless where he's going to come. He's going to come with everything. He could crack. He could, he could box. You know, I think that his boxing uh, career was a little bit here and there. But he fought, you know, he's fought good fighters. He's a relentless fighter. Cepeda has a serious left hand. That yeah. that everybody knows that. And he got a serious right hand. Um, but Cepeda sometimes you don't know what Cepeda you're gonna have. You're gonna have the Cepeda that that knocks out everyone with a badass attitude, or you have the Cepeda that kind of second guesses himself. Second, you know, he doesn't know, and he even says it. So, I think Regis has a stronger mentality, and he's gonna keep coming forward. Yeah, that's why I'm, you know, leaning towards Regis because you know he's a, you know, he's a deadly fundamental southpaw. He's not, he's not like one of like your second guessing southpaws where he comes in and he wants to throw something, but then he's gonna get confused, you know, in yeah. the middle. And uh, 
you know, like, you know, that's the biggest flaw that I'm a little bit worried for, for Zepeda, because, you know, um, um, I like Zepeda a lot, and he has amazing, like, you know, like, punch placement accuracy, where, you know, he's like a sniper, like, you know, like, um, if he hits you, it's, like, it's very similar to Javante Davis, but it's, you know, three levels down under him, because with Tank, he, um, he knows how to carry that power with his right. high ring IQ in boxing, and that's something that Zapata has never worked on at all because right. he's always been focused on, you know, I'm coming in here to knock you out. I'm not coming in here to box. And right, right, right. You're absolutely right. I agree yeah. with you on your fifty percent. Yeah, um, I just think that's just like a recipe for like two bad styles that that are gonna go in there, and whoever lands against who, it's basically like a shootout. But right, right. Um, that, that 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 card. That, I'm gonna tell you something. That that 140 pound uh, uh, weight class is, is. You got some hard hitters there, man. Heavy hitters there for sure. So it's gonna be good. Yeah, because uh, there's some other fighters that I like in that division, and um, I think 140 is just gonna be like you know 154. Like you know, one person is gonna become a champion one day, and then the next. You know, title defense or championship fight. You know, the other guy's gonna, yeah, like it's gonna be like a whole tornado of just you know wins and losses on everybody's um, record. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Um, I wanted to ask about your stable of fighters that you have. Uh, Could you could you explain like who are you currently working with and um, what's the goal for their careers? Actually, actually, right now, um, everybody's on hold. Everybody, everybody's on hold right now. Um, you know, right now I had, I had a situation, um, in my life a couple of months ago where I had to put everything on hold. I had to tell fighters, I cannot train them. It was something, it was a personal situation, you know, um, and it's not a secret, you know, it's, uh, cancer happens and, you know, my wife had cancer. Um, while she was pregnant, um, things went downhill rapidly. Um, and I was in a place where I was not thinking about boxing. I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just thinking about and praying to God for my wife to be, to, to stay alive and have my newborn daughter have an opportunity to live, which, um, Right now, they're both in recovery after three months. Um, so the people that I had, um, fighters I have, I have a very great relationship with my fighters. Um, they become, you know, you, you, you know, it's business, business and, you know, whatever. But like with Christopher Diaz himself and uh, Nestor Bravo and these guys, I had a long talk with them and I told them that, you know, they knew that was going on. These guys hang out around my, my family and um, I have kids also. So it happened to be where I still have Christopher Diaz in the gym. He had a situation that he, he, he went through. So he, he, he won't be cleared to fight until at least, uh, I think it's January. Um, then we'll start from there. We'll go from there. Um, the other guys, uh, went with, um, good coaches, uh, that are friends of mine also, but I always see them, whatever the case might be is, but um, we're bouncing back. I'm bouncing back. I bought a, a new gym, which is called Legacy Fitness, 
which is I uh, have uh, fighters that go there and they train and whatever the case might be is uh, still. Um, but for right now, um, I'm going to give it about a month or two. And then I should getting, start getting filled up with, with fighters again. Um, I'm just giving time for everything to heal because time heals. And my main thing, I've always been working on boxing, 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 boxing. But when you have a situation like this, uh, cancer sucks, you know, and um, when it happens to someone that you love. And at the same moment, when I we found out that my wife had cancer after she was uh, two, two months pregnant, um, two hours later, I come to find out that my dad had cancer also. So my father beat it. My wife is has beat it and still going through, uh, you know, therapy and things like that. My daughter is doing good in health. So now, slowly but surely, um, I'm getting back where I should be at. Just needed a break. Yeah, I hope everything's well. And, uh, you know, know, let the legacy of Coach Nelson continues. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Listen, man, I'm going to tell you something, man. I appreciate you uh, having me in your show. Um, I'm one that I'm very loyal to my people. I, I really don't like to do um podcast or anything like that uh or interviews i have a podcast well i don't have a podcast but i I have a very good friend of mine's name kind of local and we bring in fighters and just talk you know the same fighters from from orlando just to get them out there you know i i I believe that you don't have to be a world-class fighter in order for you for you to be known so you know but i i really want to thank you for having me in your show um i felt very comfortable here i think conversation went great fantastic uh the audience that is watching thank you so much i appreciate you guys larry for your questions um i greatly appreciate you man thank you so much for having me show it was an honor yeah for sure um i just had like like uh, two final questions before i get up out of here um the first one is um uh in regards to puerto rican boxing do you think it's dead and if not who do you think is taking over Puerto Rican boxing? Why and how? And then the second question is, um, when it's all said and done, when boxing is over for you, what legacy do you want to bring to the rest of the, you know, people that are, you know, on the come up to take over for like, like uh, for the next generations, you know, for boxing? Well, the thing with Puerto Rico is that Puerto Rico, we ended up, I'm going to say we, because of course I'm Puerto Rican. Um, us Puerto Ricans, what happened was that we ended up staying stuck, like in the, the old school, very old school. They didn't believe in 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 um, they didn't believe in in uh, doing strength and conditioning. They didn't believe in nutrition. They 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 ended up, you know, if Tito Trinidad became world champion like this, you could become world champion like this. And if Miguel Cotto became champion like this, this, is the way for you to become world champion like this. And it's not, it's not like that because now boxing. Um, before in Puerto Rico, the way you made weight was cutting out food, don't drink water, uh, uh, you got to run 10 miles and don't (laughs) eat, the worst ways you could think of. Now, it's totally the opposite way of eating everything, you know, where you eat your things, you know what you're eating, what is not to eat, what not to eat, what has sodium, what don't have sodium, what kind of water to drink. All of these things are now scientific fact. It's not a scientific theory, but a scientific fact. Now, this is how I ended up being known 
in the boxing world because I had the old school Cuban guys. Um, you know, you you talking about, you know, I had, you know, we had I had John Guzman in in, in our camp. We had uh, Payano, uh, Juan Carlos Payano, world champion. These guys were. Oh yeah, world yeah, yeah. He's good. Um, you know, I was with Tyson Promotion. I was with, uh, you know, w which was Pro Box at that time. Um, so I worked with all the great Cuban fighters that are now either not fighting no more they just retired and i got a puerto rican fighters now that come from puerto rico to come work with me because their coaches which are great coaches they don't believe in strength and conditioning and they don't believe and in, in the new school they believe in old school because this is what worked if this is what worked and this this is how these guys became world champion this is how you could do it but unfortunately there's other people now that are doing the ways that are doing the way that it's supposed to be. So now Puerto Rican fighters and Puerto Rican trainers are noticing, man, every time we are matched up with someone else, you know, we can see a difference. So now I have worked with, with, with um, Puerto Rican fighters that they make their weight with no problem. Um, they, they eat, you know, usually they're, 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 they, they have problems making weight, um, but they make their weight, but it was just not the right way. Um, and just just that's what I'm bringing to the table now with, with, with these fighters. And now when, I, when I'm done, I have a lot of guys that, like I said, I'm very humble. People call me and they go, hey, coach, um, I have a guy that has a situation or a problem. Okay, because I have experience of different other fighters. I've been through it basically. Oh, I know how to cut the way if we, in an emergency we need to with the hot salt, all, all that stuff and how to recover. I have people calling me. And what I want to be known as after I'm done with boxing is that I was part of, I helped out people. I want to be known as a person that helped people out. Um, I am a very humble person that comes from nothing. I'm from New York, from the Bronx. I don't come from nothing. I just, uh, for me, in order for you to become my family is loyalty. And that's what's big for me, loyalty. Doesn't matter if you have big money and you could be three-time world champion, four-time champion. That doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that you're humble with the people. I'm humble and I'm always there to help out anyone that needs to be helped out. I want to be known as a person that, damn, that guy, the day I'm not boxing, I'd be like, that guy always looked out for me. That guy was a great guy. That guy was never in gossip because boxing is just filled gossip. And that's <laughs> the way I want to be. You know, the boxing is, you know, I'm so, believe it or not, it's just, you know, you say something in California and it ends up all the way in Florida and reverted to 50,000 ways, different ways. So, yeah. but um, I am, I want to be part of that where I am changing slowly but surely uh these puerto rican fighters that are noticing now damn i'm making way better damn you know i have i have a few puerto rican fighters that 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 is doing the way that i'm doing that i've been doing it for years and now they see a difference and they're taking it to puerto rico now because now puerto rico is changing now now you see strength and conditioning places uh for boxers uh you have boxers now doing the snack program um which um, what's his name? Spence started doing it for this fight against Ugas. 
He was one that used to do it old school, cut the water, cut the food. Now, eating, drinking water, drinking his, uh, you know, I use snack, and that's not a secret. I use snack uh, sponsorship by for the fighters. So the nutrition is very important for the fighters to make weight and then to recover and be stronger than ever for the day of the fight. So that's what I want to be known for. Man, that's uh, some um, legendary words, Coach. Uh, I definitely got to come back to your gym once again. Uh, yeah, but I appreciate the conversation. And, um, you know, like I, um, I like to do this again with you. I, absolutely. Whenever you like, I'm more than, I'll be more than happy, brother. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, um, where's your um, legacy fitness gym? Like, is that, you know, like a little bit? It's like, in Orlando. It's in Orlando, actually, Winter Park here in, in Florida, in, in Winter Park, Orlando. Um, I have there, you know, I have, I'm actually working with kids with Down syndrome. I have one of, of a, a world famous kid named Chris. Um, you can look him up in my Instagram, Coach uh, underscore Nelson163. Um, this kid is, has Down syndrome, but it's the first kid, well, first guy that done an Ironman. Is being sponsored by Reebok and being sponsored. So this kid has Down syndrome and did a, a does complete Ironman. Uh, he's been over the news. So for me, um, in my gym, I have regular classes, white collar boxing. I have pro fighters there getting, you know, getting ready to train. Um, and it's right in Winter Park. You know, it's a it's a facility. If they can follow us in Legacy Fitness and Boxing, in Instagram. I'll be greatly appreciated. Everybody's welcome there. First class is free. You you yourself are more than welcome to come anytime, my brother. Um, it's a great facility where you have different type of people there. I got major league baseball players there when they're off season oh, really? training. Oh, yeah, nice. so I got some I got some major league <laughs> baseball players training there, NBA players that train out of there too when they're oh, off season. Really? Yeah, oh, so so it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool, you know. <laughs> Everything that everything can be just boxing, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, Coach Nelson putting on with the moves out here. <laughs> you got to, brother. You got you got to keep going with the flow, man. Because sometimes boxing just like, you know, boxing stand, you know, stays stuck for a minute and then keep going. But um, my gym is for everyone. It doesn't matter your age, your weight limit. Uh, it doesn't matter what what skill level you come in there. You're gonna feel like family. Uh, I always got music pumping. I got that reggaeton or hip hop or club music or something there uh, to pump up everyone. And, you know, everybody has a smile there. I don't like to see no one pissed or anything like that. Um, I'm a big person with energy. So I like to see positive energy, not negative energy in my gym. And that's what I promote positive energy, not negative energy. Yes, sir, coach. Uh, I'm definitely all with, with the program. Uh, Definitely feels like the same energy I had walking into Evolution Boxing Gym. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it, brother. All right. Um, I will talk with you soon. And uh, long live Coach Nelson. <laughs> thank you, boss. I appreciate you. Hit me up. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Coach. You too, brother. Yep. Later. Yep. All right, y'all. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Shout out to Coach Nelson um, Rodriguez. Definitely, hands down, one of the best uh, boxing coaches out there um, um, in the sport. Uh, great backstory, uh, great influence, and um, I appreciate you know everybody that came through. Shout out to Larry Liston. Thank you for coming by. Um, 
yeah sorry that i wasn't able to like get let the questions you know down all the way through like i was too busy talking you know with coach but um i apologize but um yeah guys uh, thank you guys for watching um definitely we'll talk to coach again sometime soon in the future and uh yeah that's about it man so thank you guys for watching be sure to like rate, comment and subscribe do what y'all gotta do this will be uploaded to my podcast as well um salute to the mighty mighty ldbc salute to the twt salute to you know all the you know dopest puerto rican boxing channels out there and all the other boxing channels out there like bftb g5 gabe just do boxing skywalker boxing uh please uh, check those channels out and uh check mine out if you guys want to um i mostly do like a plethora of just boxing and uh gaming content so uh, that's what I love to do, you know, like I, I uh, like I like to, you know, make this channel big and uh, definitely focus on it to be like a side job one day. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I will see you guys very, very soon. Uh, the grind don't stop. You know, everything's on, you know, 100 percent focus mode. So. All right, guys, thank you very much. Be sure to, you know, watch the um, replay if you guys haven't, you know, caught it and. uh yeah, man. I'll see you guys later. Long live Puerto Rico. And shout out to Coach Nelson. And shout out to Kana Local Sports. And I am out. Salute to the boxing family. This is KRS 7435. And I am gone. Peace out. And see you guys later. Here's the um, uh, um, outro. Peace out. Bomb squad. All right, I'll see you guys.